This message was recorded at the Redeemed Christian Church of God Salvation Center, where we're maximizing potential and fulfilling destiny. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to the following message. Blessed Redeemer, in Jesus' mighty name. So at the end of the service today, we're going to have a special Thanksgiving uh, for my baby. Uh, hallelujah. The enemy tried, but the enemy failed. <laughs> and she has returned to say thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Uh, and uh, there's this, my daughter over here. Just pray for me this morning. You know, because they all have returned with force. <laughs> you know, that all will go well <laughs> in Jesus' name. So I, I welcome everyone to church. Uh, today it's, it's, I love it when the service has a flow to it without saying to this person, this is what you must say, and saying to that one, say that this thing so that we can all flow together. By the time I get into it this morning, the, the first thing that will come to your mind is, was it planned? Was it supposed to be this way? But this is the Lord. This is the Lord. Uh, one of the things we were praying about this morning is joy. Joy. Uh, I, I don't know that person that may be weighed down, but the atmosphere today was charged. I was excited. I was limping. I was jumping. I think I hurt my, I hurt my knee in the process. But that's okay. The Lord is healing me right now. Amen. In Jesus. But I, I, I was so full of joy. I was excited, excited, jumping up, jumping up. The other thing I want to say before I get into the uh, message this morning is too many people are looking onto themselves. You're looking at your abilities. You're looking at your connections. You're looking at what you know. I attended a conference during the week, and uh, the facilitator said something that struck me. He said some people know what they know so much that it has blinded them from seeing the future. What you know, you know it so well that you can't see what is ahead of you. And that's sad. That's sad. You know? So, don't rely on your own ability is what I'm saying to you this morning. Why? Because 2 Corinthians chapter 3, the fifth verse, it says God is our sufficiency. He says, not that we are sufficient to think anything of ourselves. He said, but rather, our sufficiency is of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And like Pastor Joyce said, he that hath an ear, let them hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Is that what she said? Something to that effect. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Today, I, I know I'm not going to finish. Uh, so this is going to be part one. It's going to be the kind of like the foundation. And then next week, we'll begin to dig really deep. Today I'll be talking, on, uh, talking about the value of a seed. The value of a seed. I got a phone call on Friday, <laughs> and uh, when the individual began to speak to me and say, oh, Pastor, this, 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 and that, I said, we will do it this Sunday, what you have requested. Don't worry about it, because there is a flow with the message. So even ahead of time, God had been planning this service for us. So I believe this word is for somebody here today. So I pray for you that you will open up your heart to receive what the Lord has for you in the name of Jesus. The value of a seed. The value of a seed. Every farmer 
is excited about harvest. Amen? Every farmer. And one thing farmers know very well is that you don't eat all of your seed. Right? You separate your choice seed to plant for the next planting season. Why is this important? The reason that is important, why you don't eat all of the seed and you save some of your seed, is in the definition of seed itself. But before I get into the definition of seed, uh, let's read our text for today so we get that out of the way and then we'll continue. How about that? Matthew chapter 13, I'm going to read from verse 1 through 9. Matthew 13, from 1 through 9. It said, later that same day, Jesus left the house and sat beside the lake. A large crowd gathered, uh, a large crowd soon gathered around him. So he got up into a boat. Then he sat there and taught as the people stood on the shore. He told them many stories in the form of parables, such as this one. Listen, a farmer went out to plant some seeds. As he scattered them across his field, some seeds fell on a footpath, and the birds came and ate them. Other seeds fell on shallow soil with underlining rock. The seeds sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow, but the plants soon wilted under the hot sun. And since they didn't have deep roots, they died. Other seeds fell among thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants. Still, others fell on fertile soil. Can somebody say fertile soil? Fertile soil. Some fell on fertile soil and they produced a crop that was 30, 60, and even a hundred uh, times as much as had been planted. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. So the question is, what is a seed? What is a seed? What I did, uh, because a seed, don't let's get overly spiritual now. <laughs> a seed, we know what seeds are. In science, we learned about seed, right? And what a seed means. So I checked the natural definition of seed, and then we'll go into scripture. The definition I found says a seed, listen to this, is a mature oval that comprises an embryo or a miniature undeveloped plant and food reserves, all enclosed within a protective seed coat. Seeds are a way of reproduction for all flowering plants. Listen to this. Every seed, somebody say every seed, Every seed is capable of growing into a new plant. But it, it puts a condition around it. Under proper environmental conditions, such as right temperature, moisture, and light. A seed is a small embryo 
basically. A seed is like when the sperm cell meets with the egg of the woman and fertilizes it, and you have an embryo, and then the process begins from there. And after nine months, you have a whole baby. Uh, Dr. Kemi knows all about that. We will give her a session to teach on that. <laughs> but watch this. Watch this. In other words, seeds represent the future. All right? Seeds represent the future. If a tree is growing or a plant is growing and you decide to harvest all the fruit from it and you eat all the seed that is inside of the fruit, can you reproduce that uh, plant afterwards? No, it's gone. It's gone. Anytime you think seed, think future. Anytime you think seed, think next generation. Anytime you think seed, think continuity. Hallelujah. Anytime you think seed, think growth, think expansion, think increase. There can be no future without a seed. There can be no growth without a seed. There can be no expansion without a seed. There can be no multiplication, no reproduction without a seed. If the seed is destroyed, the plant goes into extinction. In Genesis chapter 1, God laid the principle down for us. Genesis chapter 1, I'm going to read verses 11 and 12. Genesis 1, 11 and 12. Then God said, let the earth or the land sprout with vegetation, every sort of seed-bearing plant, and trees that grow seed-bearing fruit. Watch this. These seeds will then produce the kind of plants and trees from which they came. And that is what happened. Verse 12, the land produced vegetation, all sorts of seed-bearing plants and trees with seed-bearing fruit. Their seeds produce plants and trees of the same kind. And God saw it that it was good. So from the get-go, God said the way we are going to continue this life, whether of plants or of humans, is by seed. The way these things will continue, the way we are going to have continuity is by the seed. There are a few symbolisms of seed in scripture. Number one is the natural seed. I'm not going to dwell on that. You know that you get a seed, you plant it, it grows, and then you have a plant, right? A seed can also be a thought or an idea. You know, say, oh, they sow that seed in your heart. They sow that thing in your mind. It could be a thought. It could be an idea. But this is where I'm going now. A seed can also represent a person. A seed can represent a person. In Genesis chapter 12 and the seventh verse, I'm going King James on you today from here on. <laughs> Genesis chapter 12, verse 7. It says, And the Lord appeared to Abram, and said, unto thy seed will I give this land. Unto what? Thy seed will I give this land. And there builded he an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. 
when it's talking about seed there, it's not talking about a natural seed. It's talking about its descendant. That is why when you read it in other translations like NLT and other translations like that, what you will see is you and your, it shall be for your descendants. That's what it says. A seed can also be a person. The way we, we multiply, the way we continue our legacy is by having children. Your children are your seed. That is why Psalm 112, verses 1 and 2, Psalm 112, verses 1 and 2, it says, Praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord, that delights greatly in his commandment. His seed shall be mighty upon the earth. It's saying anyone that fears the Lord, amen, amen, their offspring will be great upon the earth. A seed can be a person. So when in Genesis 12, verse 7, when the scripture said to Abraham, when God said to Abraham that this land, I will give it to your seed. That scripture is re-echoed in Galatians chapter 3, verse 16. Galatians chapter 3, verse 16. Galatians 3, 16. It says, now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. This is Paul referencing the promise that God had made to Abraham in the Old Testament. He said, now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He said not to seeds as of many, but as of one, and to thy seed, which is who? Christ. So the seed of Abraham is Christ. Are we together so far? Are we together so far? That is why the scripture says in Psalm 127, it says, when you grow up, your children will stand at the gate and speak to the enemy on your behalf. It means they will stand to fight for you and to defend you. But that is a seed that has been nurtured well. <laughs> uh, some seeds that have not been nurtured well. In fact, they will gang up with the enemy and say, I told you my mother is uh, a cuckoo head. It is important that we raise and teach our children well. Why? Because they are our future. They are our increase. They are our growth. What you have desired that you have not been able to have, your children may be the one that will give it to you. Hallelujah. Your seed holds the key to unlock a great future for you. Seed that comes out of you. Yes? yes. So first we said a seed, natural seed, and then a seed could be a thought, could be an idea. Right? And a seed could be a person. I don't want you to forget that. And I don't want you to just hang on to the seed is your children. Because the Genesis chapter 12 verse 7 that we used to anchor that message teaches us that the seed of Abraham is Christ. So I don't want you to forget that. Hold on to that. The seed of Abraham is Christ. And the Bible says, Christ in you is the hope of glory. 
The Bible says that, the, the, that so if Christ in me is the hope of glory, guess what? Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So when you know that Christ, the seed, that seed is in you, whatever is in the seed is also in you. Hallelujah. Whatever is in that seed is in you. Let's continue. Your seed can also be money. Your seed can be money. In Ecclesiastes chapter 11, let's read from 1 through 6 very quickly. Ecclesiastes 11, uh, please pull that scripture up. Ecclesiastes 11, 1 through 6. Ecclesiastes 11, 1 through 6. The point being, <laughs> the last verse there, verse 6, verse 6 says, in the morning, sow thy seed. In the evening, withhold not thy seed. Can we start from the beginning? From verse 1. He said, cast thy bread upon many upon the waters, for thou shalt find it many days. Give a portion to seven, and also to eight, for thou knowest not what evil shall be upon the earth. Verse 3. If the clouds be full of rain, verse 4, if, uh, three, still continue. if the cloud be full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. And if the tree fall toward the south or toward the north, in the place where the tree falleth, there it shall be. He that observeth the wind shall not sow. And he that Walk with me, walk with me. He that regardeth the clouds shall not reap. As thou knowest, as thou knowest not what is the way of the spirit, nor the, how the bones do grow in the womb of her that is with child, even so thou knowest not the works of God who maketh all. Verse 6. In the morning sow thy seed. In the evening withhold not thy hand. For thou knowest not whither shall prosper, either this or that, or whether they both shall prosper alike good. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Your seed can be your offering. Your seed can be your money. Let me, let me give you a quick side note here, very quickly. If you make a hundred... We hope you've been blessed by this message. We encourage you to fellowship with us here at Salvation Center if you are in the San Antonio area. For more information, visit our website at www.rccgsanantonio.org. I was going to say $100. If you make $100,000 a month, for example, right? That is your harvest. Yeah? 10% of that belongs to God. Uncle Sam is 4%. 14. 4-0. Yeah, at that bracket. Uh, some. <laughs> yeah, so uh, if you are making 100000 a month, you, uh, Uncle Sam will take 40% of that from you. And it, Uncle Sam is not going to ask you, is it okay if I took 40%? <laughs> Uncle Sam just takes it. All right? They just take it out. You know? 
I, at, the, at the end of the year, you might say, oh, when they do tax uh, refund and all of those. But here's the, here's, the, here's the deal. Here's the deal. So you're left with 50000 yes? If all you do with that 50000 is do this and buy this and buy that, you are not wise. You are not wise. Amen? Because you must find fertile ground to sow. For me, personally, I don't believe your tithe is a seed. Here's what I mean. You can interpret it anyhow you like. Your tithe is your obedience. Because God has said to you, 10% of your money you set aside for me. What that is gauging is, is gauging your obedience. Your offering, on the other hand, is your seed. And how much seed you are going to sow is up to you. Okay. And I'm sure as I'm talking, your mind is just going, as he's talking seed, he's going to say, give money to church. Yes, give money to church. <laughs> but that's not where I'm going. Your seed, it could be a seed money that you put into an investment. If at the end of the month, you are not investing, there's something wrong. And it's not the devil. <laughs> you know, most of us, we are from the same place. So I know how we reason. You know, the demons, they have sent, there's a demon that is stealing. No demon is stealing your money. You, are just, you, are, you haven't just been wise about every fraction of what you make, there has to be a fraction that you are putting away in an investment account. Be it 401k, be it IRA, whatever it is that you choose, instrument you have chosen, you must be investing at a percentage. If Uncle Sam decides tomorrow that they are going to increase your 40% to 50%, do you have a choice? Nope. Would you say, oh, excuse me, I won't be able to pay my electricity bill if you do that? No. It's not going to. Be, Uncle Sam doesn't care. Uncle Sam doesn't care. You just adjust yourself. You must have a percentage of your income that you are putting away in an investment. That investment is your soil that you're planting in. Another good soil you can plant in, because remember, he said, then it found a fertile ground, and the fertile ground produced a variety of increase. One produced 30 times, another produced 60 times, another produced 100 times, and some produced nothing. The birds of the earth just ate them all. Amen? In the church, in the church, we have folks working in the office. And you know, if you think the church is paying corporate rate, then I think you have been deceived. You know, God will take us there. That's my goal. That will get to the point that the office job in the church is competitive with what is in the, out there. You know, you can be a blessing to those in the office. You know, you just come up and say, I bring you lunch. You know, or here's a check. You know, the administrator, Pastor Ibuku is there, uh, Johnson is there, Osai is there, working day and night to ensure that we have things going on in the church. Good soil. We're talking about good soil. If you are trusting God for a home for yourself, a good soil to, to sow a seed is the building fund. What the Bible says, listen, now this is Bible now. It says God cannot be mocked. 
Whatsoever a man sows, that also shall he reap. You know, you expect an increase, you expect a multiplication, then you must sow a seed. You must sow a seed. Watch this. Watch this. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall also reap sparingly. And he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as he proposes in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. I love the scriptures. I, I, I love the Bible. I love the Bible. You know, so if there's anybody that is thinking, okay, uh, uh, let me just give them shah. He said, keep your money. That's what the scripture says. He said, God loves a cheerful giver. He wants people that are excited, excited to give. There is a need, I'm going to invest in it. Excited. He said, if you are not excited about it, keep Keep it. Keep it. Hallelujah. But watch this. Watch this. Some people... <laughs> okay, we will get to it. We will get to it. Don't let me jump ahead of myself. This is good. Is this good? It's really good. It's really good. There is a seed in you and it's the seed of God. One of the challenges I have as a pastor, as a minister of the gospel, is I see a lot of believers that don't know who they are in Christ Jesus. The scripture tells us that that seed of Abraham that was talked about is Christ. And Colossians 1.27 tells us that Christ in you not exterior from you, it says Christ in you it means Christ is in me that seed is in me Christ was sown by God as a seed, today we have over a billion Christians all over the world, that is good that is the kind of seed that is inside of you that's the kind of seed that is, is inside of me. Very quickly, I have two minutes on the clock. Oh, my God. Watch this. If that is true, then it means I have greatness on my inside that has not yet been expressed. If Christ indeed is the seed of Abraham and that seed is in me, 1 John chapter 4, verse 4, it says, Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. He's telling you there is something in you. Amen? Amen. There's something in you. Inside you, there's something. There's some, that seed is Christ himself. It's Christ himself. So very quickly, let me show you something. Uh, see if we can. Let me rush through this so that we start on a fresh note. Uh, I have five minutes. Okay, thank you. <laughs> and I have five points. No, four. Let's go through this very quickly. The seed, the principles around the seed. First principle, size. 
side. Can you uh, show that PowerPoint slide or that slide of uh, image of uh, seed? Regardless of the size of the seed, every seed in itself has the full potential to become. Within the seed is all the genetic makeup and constitution for that seed to become the plant or the tree or whatever seed of it is. Is that good English? Yeah. But you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Wherever it's come from, that seed has the full potential. He has the full capability. He has the full capacity to become that tree out of which it has come. So whether it's uh, avocado seed, huge, or mustard seed, tiny, it, can, it has everything it needs to become. That's number one. Number two, very quickly, because I know how we all think, I, I think like that myself. If I hear something like that, I say, okay, uh, okay, okay. So it means when I give and all of those, but watch this. The, <laughs> the widow that came to church, the Bible says Jesus stood by the treasury and he was watching what people were putting in the offering bowl. You know, as they were putting it, at the end of the day, he called his disciples. He said the widow that gave two coins gave the most. If I was there, I would laugh. <laughs> because I know some heavy, heavy givers. I say, excuse me, sir. You are Lord, but this person came to church today. It can't be this widow. Hallelujah. When it comes to seed, the size is important and the quantity is important. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 Verse 6, we read it before. He said, I say unto you, he which so sparingly shall also reap what? Sparingly. And he which so bountifully shall reap bountifully. According to Jesus, according to Jesus, that widow, did she give sparingly or did she give bountifully? Do you know how? Do you know how? It was a relative, it's out of her heart. All the, everybody gave out of their heart. But there's more to it. It was relative to what they had. So the widow, the two coins she gave, that was, she gave 100%. So the mega millionaires that came, they gave 0.001%, which turned out to be like a $1,000. Amen? So when you give, when you give, when you are sowing your seed, understand the principle behind the seed. What you are giving, right, the seed in itself can produce after itself. But the amount you give relative to what you have also plays into how things are factored in the realm of the spirit. So you can come and just drop carelessly a $20 bill in the offering and say, I did great today. And the heavens are shaking. Yeah. You could do better. You could do more. There is a need in the house. Do you know that scripture? I, if you stop to think about the scripture, I've been thinking about scripture before I became pastor. So it's not pastor's story. 
<laughs> but think about it. The Bible says, bring ye all the tithe and the offering into my house so there can be food in my house. What is God saying? The way I want to sustain the church is by the tithe and the offering of the people. So when we don't pay our tithe and we don't give generous offerings, what we are saying is there should be starvation in the church. It means the people that are laboring, that are serving, should not get paid. It means the people, if, <laughs> it will never happen in Jesus' name. Because I know Salvation Center folks, they love Jesus. If there's no tithe, there's no offering, the bills cannot be paid. The doors cannot be opened. Amen? The doors cannot be opened. You know? So he's saying, don't be a freeloader. He said, bring ye all of the tithe and all of the offering into my house so that there might be food in my house. Let me stop there because of time. But can I tell you something today? The seed you carry in you has all the information you require to be great in life. The seed that is inside of you has the capability to transform your life. The Bible says the mustard seed, the mustard seed, if I drop it here, you can't find it. It's that tiny. But when it's planted and it grows, it becomes a mighty tree that birds can perch on. That is what your seed does. Your seed meets needs. It takes care of others. Amen? That's right. We hope you've been blessed by this message. We encourage you to fellowship with us here at Salvation Center if you are in the San Antonio area. For more information, visit our website at www.rccgsanantonio.org.